Hello and welcome. Today we will be starting a conversation in the lines of episodes Conversation Starters for 2021. And today's topic is business as a tool for self-realization. This is um, a really deep topic that I enjoy to discuss with my clients and with people I meet because um, this core ideology that a business is a tool for self-realization is at the core of what I try to actually build upon. And um, let's, let's dive into discussions uh, and uh, let's start from laying a foundation for the core of this idea. So what's at the core of the idea of business as a tool for self-realization. So what kind of self-realization am I talking about? So it's a kind of realization, self-realization where we have this inner flame and we wish to express it through what we do in business. It's uh, like our passion. It's something that keeps us up at night. It's a topic that is so in us from day to day that we we just lose the track of time when we start engaging into it and uh, basically it is what you believe in this is what you're ready to bet on and go all in and build a business around it such kind of endeavors can be achieved in many cases through being an employee and all those activities being part of a job. But let's look at it from a perspective where we are our own bosses and that's entrepreneurship. So we're looking from a perspective of self-realization in business and entrepreneurship. I wanna to touch on two ideas of what are the core drivers of why in many cases people start a business this is something that i followed through a long period of time uh, and i've noticed that basically people do it from two core motivations is either business for money it's an idea that where all the decisions are financially driven so everything starts from the need of money and this approach has its, um, has its place in the business world, as well as it has a lot of drawbacks, right? And I don't wanna go deep into kind of those drawbacks because as you may notice in many cases, when people start a business for money, they will do and compromise in many, many fields that take into account themselves, their employees, their clients, quality of the products and services that they provide, all to gain more money. So that is where this approach of actually building a business for money as a core foundation is something that I don't like, I disagree with, and I don't want to dive deeper in this conversation currently uh, and talk about that. What I do want to talk about is the idea where a business is being started to make an impact, make a change, 
or from a perspective of serving the clients. That kind of way of doing business is purely client-centric. It puts employees at the foundation of everything that the business is doing. Uh, in, in terms of that, the foundation of all the activities is built upon employees that work in the business, as well as the driving force of such kind of business is driven by a vision and a mission. So the entrepreneurs that engage into such kind of business, that they have a purpose, they have a mission of why they're doing that business besides the financial benefits, if for financial benefits at all. So we can look at NGOs and like the businesses that are started on a non-commercial basis. Those are in that category as well. But I want to focus on around a win-win situation and a win-win from a perspective that, okay, even NGOs is a win-win depending on what, uh, what is your belief system and what kind of change do you want to create in life. So it's as long as everyone is in a win situation. So it's you and your interests. It's your clients and their interests. It's your employees and their interests, as well as your partners, if you have any. So that kind of business I want to talk about today and that kind of business as a tool for self-realization, where you have a vision, you have a mission and you build a business to make them a reality. There are several directions where I can head this conversation further. One of them being is in a situation where you're just starting to build your business around the thing you love. It's an interesting thing where I mention not doing the thing you love, but around the thing you love. That's a whole concept that for many entrepreneurs can be life-changing in terms of the opportunities that they see around them. The idea behind it is that usually we perceive that we have a certain talent, we have a certain skill, and we focus on it in providing a product or like putting together a product and uh, selling it or putting together a service and serving and selling it as well but besides that core product or that core service there are additional closely related items products and services that go in line with what is the core value you have to offer to your clients. And that can be a great addition to what you're doing through partnerships or through your direct, um, let's say, engagement into preparing that for your client as well. So that is the first direction where we can head with all of this. So it's when you're just starting your business. The other direction of talking about self-realization in business is where you've already created a business. You're already making six, seven or more figures in your business, yet you find yourself in a position where you truly want to readjust the journey to take into account a deeper level of your own self-awareness. Where if you come about noticing that there are things in life that you are super good at and there are things in life that you really, let's say, are bad at and at the same time you don't want to do. Yet you need to do them because it's part of what keeps your business 
properly afloat and developing. So in many cases, what we need to look at in this situation is build the needed level of self-awareness of what are your talents, what are your strengths, what are what is the unconscious system that you're not aware of and that is heavily impacting every step that you do in your business in relation with intercommunication, like in interconnection with your clients, with your employees, with uh, your partners, uh, as well as how do you arrange uh, your productivity, how do you arrange um, the service offering and much, much more. Like the deeper level of self-awareness you have about what is in you and what is unconsciously driving your behaviors, your emotions, your mindset and everything else, the more you bring it to a conscious level, the more you're able to control and make the needed changes that will make a huge impact, not only on your lifestyle, not only on your life quality, but also on the bottom line of the business that you're building. As well as it will multiply the impact, the change and the service that you're providing. So those are two directions where we can head. But there is a topic that is in between those. And I've already mentioned it. What they have in common is self-awareness. Both the starting entrepreneur and the already, let's say, quote-unquote, successful entrepreneur and success measured by the level of business financially that you've managed to build, both of entrepreneurs need a high level of self-awareness to be able to take their business to a new level. And a level that will not only satisfy financially, but a level that will also deeply satisfy monetarily. So, uh, okay, financial monetarily, same thing. What I meant is most satisfying level. So it's where you do the business you love and you're fully satisfied because you have a system built out that is supporting your weaknesses, that is supporting and doing the operational things that need to be done for the business to function and allow you to focus on, on what you're truly good at. And that demands a level of self-awareness that is built through time and in many cases without knowing how to build it out properly, we can spend decades doing it wrong. We can spend decades following and trusting different people that project their own opinions, their own journey, their own way of doing things onto us, where we put them on as clothes, as coats, and try it on. In some cases, we try it on and that suit fits us, right? So we, we, we take the image of what other people do, we put it on us, and that's, let's say, if we look uh, at the majority of people who tell us how to build the level of understanding of what is the right way for us, it's a way of trial and error that they are suggesting. Find a person that you look up to and model. Take and look at what he is doing 
analyze it and try to do the same and adapt it to your business to yourself and see what works and what doesn't and then repeat and repeat and repeat until you find what works for you and that approach is a super working and effective approach yet that approach can lead you through a lot of fuck-ups which of course is our the, those fuck-ups our experience and you can take a lot of knowledge out of them and use it for your advantage in the future and at the same time it takes a lot of time right so going through a process of trial and error on your own demands a lot of time and in many cases for many entrepreneurs that engage into building businesses even when they're 40, they're 50, they're 60, they're still doing the same old thing that goes in line and follows through their unconscious patterns of behaviors and they keep getting the same results. No matter how much they focus on self-development, no matter how much they focus on knowing more, on being able to do more, on building around themselves different kind of systems uh, of, uh, of people and other things, if they don't do their due diligence to fully understand what is unconsciously driving them, and that's the part of self-awareness that I'm talking about currently, your unconscious drivers are influencing all the scenarios that are happening in your life, right? And uh, that is what basically no one in the business field are focusing on. If you look at all the business gurus, at uh, consultants, at uh, mentors and others, they try to do several things. They either have tools and systems that enable your business to be set up properly and it's super functional and it does deliver results and it's good but right it will put in a system that gives a fix to a situation that you have in a business process either to automate like automate it uh, or systematize it uh, or provide some structure that enables you to take it to the next level right so that's what consultants do uh, yet we have those business mentors that already achieved success in business and majority of them, they share the knowledge and the journey they went through. And we have to remember is that their journey is built around their level of self-development and self-awareness, right? And it takes into account what kind of energies and potential they have in them and all the experience they went through. And they try to share it with you so that you can take it, learn from it and make the right decisions based on their subjective experiences of certain things in life. And there are things that are not so dependent on your personality, 100%. Like um, there are many skills that you can develop, many soft skills that you can develop that fo even hard skills but let's focus on soft skills at the moment there are so many soft skills that you can develop that play a huge role in achieving financial success in business yet 
what basically let me think huh through the journey of going through business school through the journey of looking and collaborating with startups and businessmen of different ages from uh, people that are in their 20s and doing business to people who are in their 50s and 60s and doing business through going through many trainings touching the topic of actually um, building a business promoting a business running a business and different tools in terms of let's say business management optimization marketing sales and many many more topics all of them focus on important things but none of them take the core thing as a foundation no one looks at what is at the core of the entrepreneur's personality right we look at mindset so they train your mindset they train you how to think positive how to well basically think in the right way they teach you how to do physical processes in the right way they teach you certain soft skills for you to be able to do better sales better marketing to better work with your team uh, to better to be a better leader to do better all the operational activities in your business but the majority of that is of course super influential and fundamental for a business to succeed but the major thing that makes or breaks any company is the founder and uh, if you look at uh, all the venture capital firms that invest into businesses uh, in many cases in interviews that you would listen to where they tell you about what is the pivotal thing in a decision to invest into a company of course of course you will hear that the idea is important that uh, where they are in a business is important do they have sales so they don't have sales all those are minor things that are just let's say uh, make a total of the first like 40 or 50 percent of the decision but the core 50 the other 50 percent of the decision is the founder and the team is the founder in the right place to make that business succeed does the founder have the needed personality is the founder with the needed mindset does the founder know their weaknesses and their strengths does the founder understand what can get in the way of them succeeding taking into account their unconscious patterns behaviors uh, belief systems and other things the founder and their qualities their mental qualities and emotional qualities stand at the core of business succeeding or failing yet all business schools look at the business and that's what we are missing and this is something that i focus on i focus on helping entrepreneurs to focus on the one of the most deciding factors of will they succeed in business 
or not. And that is self-awareness. That is deep understanding of what do you have in you unconsciously and can hold you back from achieving what you need to achieve. What to focus on in your business. What are your talents and strengths that you should be betting on? And what are your growth zones and weaknesses that you have to delegate to your team and your partners? What kind of functions in the business should you be truly working on? And what kind of functions should you outsource and relieve yourself from all the potential anger and frustration of having to engage into those activities? I'm not saying that you shouldn't engage into those activities because for every single business there is a period of time where we just have to push through certain things to be able to build a foundation like a monetary foundation like a financial foundation to be able to go to the next level to get our first hire to be able to outsource and like many many other steps that help the business grow and develop but at the core of actually long-term success is your understanding of what is unconsciously in you bringing it to a conscious level becoming aware of it and start developing that so that you would understand that there are things that will come up on your business journey that will make or break the business and in many cases it's a question of, of being self-aware enough to make the right decision. There's a, you know, there's a saying um, that is a bit limited in my belief. There's, you know, the saying where they say that you have to be in the right time, at the, in the right place at the right time. Just two things they mention as the core of luck, right? is being in the right place at the right time. I want to add two components for you to understand that it's not just about luck. Because for every one of us, uh, let's look at it from a meta perspective. Every one of us, when we are working for a mission of making impact, for making change, for serving people and making something valuable and useful for others the universe will start helping us but it's a two-way journey we have to the same thing you know um there there is <laughs> there is a really nice anecdote um it's 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 on a religious topic so please bear with me uh, i don't want to offend anyone but the the idea is the following where their man uh, dies and basically uh, goes to heaven and asks uh, God of God I've been praying for all these years to win a lottery every day I was in the morning and in the night I was praying for you to just please give me a chance to win the lottery and the God says child I wanted to help you every single day but you didn't do one thing you should have bought the damn lottery ticket 
And this is one of the ideas that before we can make something a reality, we have to take a step towards it. And this is where we have to understand that opportunities are around us every single day. Every single day, there are multiple opportunities to make our life better. But it's not just about being in the right place at the right time. It's being in the right place at the right time, being able to see the opportunity. That's the third component. You have to make sure that your perspective is wide enough for you to see what is in front of you. You have to widen your worldviews. You have to widen your perspectives to be able to see the damn opportunities around you. Because every day you find yourself in the right time, in the right place, but you have to see it. And then you have to be, and the fourth component, when you see it, you have to be able to use it. That's what no one tells you about. Because luck, there's a thing of, let's say, fate, luck and everything else. Let's talk, leave it out of this question for the moment. I believe that every single one of us, when we are truly following our calling, we get opportunities daily. But we have to be able to see those opportunities and seize the opportunities when we see them. And that's what we need to learn. And learning that is through building self-awareness, through widening our perspectives, through widening uh, our conscious understanding of what is happening in life. And through that pr process, we are able to start seizing opportunities. So that's about self-awareness. Self-awareness about unconscious patterns that we have in us that influence the key moments in our lives. That's what we should focus on. This is what will bring the biggest growth in your business ever. And um, I'm actually, what I want to do is um, I'll be running a series of interviews with uh, entrepreneurs that already have uh, a growing and let's say prosperous business that are doing the thing they love. And I'll be doing interviews to talking to them about this specific question. What was the major differentiating point from them going from making an average income to breaking through and actually achieving success in the field that they love doing? What made that change? And this is something that I want to discover with them because I, I know that for majority of us, is a self-awareness game. It's just about being aware of our strengths and talents and going all in on them. And I want to prove it through those interviews. That is one of the one of the things that I will be doing on my podcast. Another thing is um, basically in in this idea where business is a self-realization tool is that um, I believe that every single one of us is able to build a business around any hobby that we have. 
So even even if people start doing a business just f to make money because they don't believe that it is possible to make money uh, on the thing that they love doing. So that's a mentality issue and that's something to work through with a psychotherapist. But what I want to uh, also share with you today is that any single hobby, any single uh, thing that you enjoy doing, you can make a business out of it. How does that work? I will share with you an idea that um, I've, I've realized through going through many different tools and systems. The core idea of this, let's say, secret to wealth is that anything that you find uh, you, as a hobby for yourself, that you love, that you love doing, is basically something that you find valuable. Now, let's look at the core um, function of money. Core function of money is a unit measurement of value exchange. The more money you pay for something, the more you value what you're purchasing. So money at its core function is value currency. So if we think that something that we love doing and love engaging into is valuable for us and you see that you're not the only person that loves engaging into it and I, I just bet that anything that how crazy it might sound if you go online and search forums and search other places where people hang out and talk about niche topics, you will be able to find like-minded people. And you will see that they value that thing as well as you do. And if you value it and others value it, then there is an opportunity to monetize that value. Either through direct value, uh, value through doing that thing that you love, or finding what supports what you love doing. Like, for example, I've uh, discussed with uh, several, uh, several friends uh, ideas about, um, let's say, there, there was a one guy and it was uh, actually it was a conversation with one kid that I had um, in, uh, in summer camp. Uh, that I was leading, uh, one idea was that uh, he is training to be a professional alpinist. And uh, he had thoughts about the ideas of uh, potentially building a career as a professional alpinist. And when I was uh, kind of discussing those ideas, I see that he only sees building a business around being a guide or teaching people alpinism. So that is, let's say, that is a limiting view of the value that he can drive with his skills. So uh, it's basically uh, one of the core actually was just saying to be a guide uh, as a professional alpinist and take people to basically climb mountains and so whatnot, right? Uh, and the core idea that I shared with him is uh, A, of course, it's teaching. That is another value that he can drive. Uh, another value, let's, let's think about it. Uh, actually, you know what? 
before I continue, and um, this is for those who are listening maybe now, now live, or if you'll be listening it when, uh, when I upload it as a recording, uh, put a pause if you're listening uh, in the recording and share with me in comments an idea of if we're talking about alpinism, what can a person do around alpinism? What kind of value additionally can he deliver and build a business around? So that's an interesting question to engage, uh, engage your thoughts and open up the horizons of actually what is possible. Because we're talking about self-realization, right? So we have something that we love doing. And just a sec. I have some connection issues. Okay, we're back live. Um, so uh, what I was saying, we have something that we are that we love doing, and um, we have a skill or a talent, or we we've I don't know done something that uh, we want to do as a profession, right? Let's say, and it's alpinism. So let's brainstorm in comments what additionally can a person do uh, in the direction of alpinism besides directly doing uh, like activity as a professional alpinist is doing the guided tours or taking people uh, hiking or whatnot so put a pause and think about it so For those who are still thinking, um, I want to start sharing because you, you can put it on pause, uh, go to Facebook uh, and uh, write in comments. I, I, would I just would love to sh uh, hear what you're doing, uh, what you're thinking, what is possible, right? I will upload it to YouTube. You, will find, you can find that recording on uh, Facebook as well. Um, basically, the idea, share with me, please, these. Uh, what do you believe a professional alpinist can do around his core business? So that's the question. Okay, let, let me share with you some ideas that I've came up with in that conversation. So first of all, what is valuable to people that want to hire him as a professional alpinist? So first of all, he can sell, like basically do reviews. That's on its own super valuable do reviews of different hiking technology clothes and other things that can be important for hikers that's number one and uh, he can start doing it while he is learning hiking right while, while he is learning to be a professional alpinist he already can start his own blog and start reviewing clothes uh, different tech, di different camping items, and start building already uh, value to his potential future clients. So that's one thing, right? Starting a blog, doing reviews, and writing about important aspects, what to take into account when going hiking, about alpinism and other stuff. So that's number one. Number two is starting an e-commerce shop that uh, or do affiliate marketing when he does those reviews 
when he looks at uh, what is possible, what what uh, what what is good, what kind of technology is uh, must have in hiking trips and so forth, he can provide links or run his own shop and sell those items to people. So that's already two ways of uh, how he can deliver more value and then monetize that value in the future. Another thing is he can do trip plans. So in the location that he loves, he can start creating his own guides on where to fly, where to go, what places to visit, what to take with them. And uh, it, it's, it's basically an idea of for people to plan their trips. And uh, he can start doing it in his uh, town, in his country, and in other places, right? So um, there are so many things uh, that he can engage into, and uh, it can be super lucrative besides actually just going and doing the professional alpinism tasks. By the way, Hi Mike, I see I see your comments in Facebook. Uh, thank you for the support, um, and uh, definitely the podcast will be available on Spotify on all major um, all major platforms for podcasts. And uh, yeah, shout out to Mike. <laughs> so um, yeah, that's that's around Alpinism. So there are major, like there are super many. Uh, ideas uh, where can we take alpinism towards and what kind of activities additionally around professional alpinism he can engage into so yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to reading your comments what kind of other ideas can you think of uh, in the direction of professional alpinism and what is possible for a professional alpinism uh, alpinist to do right and also right blogging has a, a lot of their own niches uh, e-commerce has a lot of their own niches so if you have additional ideas share in the comments uh, to the podcasts on on youtube on facebook and other platforms that uh, you wish to engage on um so yeah that's that's about actually uh building a business around the thing you love doing so self-realization for me goes in line with the thing you love doing something and you want to do that and make a business around it so that is what what i believe in uh, that we should engage and we should believe that anything that we engage into anything that we find as a hobby or something we love, we can find ways how to create value for other people who love the same thing or who can provide, uh, can see additional gains from the thing that you actually love doing and deliver them value. Like for example, if you love writing, there are so many ways how to monetize writing dozens of ways you can write for free make uh, uh, let's say make your own blog and then people will read you and then you can do ads and the ads will pay you rather than you writing you can uh, start writing professionally and you can go into copywriting you can go uh, into write uh, sales like 
writing copy, uh, writing uh, content, telling stories. You can become you can become a book writer. You can, um, for example, uh, help people to write their autobiographies. That's also part where you help to write uh, and tell others stories in a beautiful way. Uh, you can, like, there's so many ways to monetize writing, right? And I believe that for anything that even, um, <laughs> the funny thing, right, is that I'm sure that many of you who are listening to uh, this episode have uh, somewhere came across such things as slimes. I'm sure somewhere online, on social, you saw those, you know, slimy things that kids play with, uh, adults play as well. Uh, some use those slimes for cleaning or whatnot. But just the idea of those slimes is what stands at the core of this for many people when they start thinking about it. I know a story of um, a girl, she is like 12. Um, that's like direct, I, I know that person, right? She's around 12 years old and uh, she is making, in Russia, uh, she is making um, somewhere, uh, at the moment when I saw that story, it was like, 20,000 rubles. That's, uh, if we convert it to uh, US dollars, that's like, I don't know, plus minus around 300 bucks. And 300 bucks a month on creating and selling slimes to other kids. And she got that idea online and uh, she just started making those slimes she saw that it's interesting other kids looked at the slime said we want some as well she started making it and she started selling it and basically she loves doing it she does a blog around it and uh, this is just what i mean that we can find that people value such strange things in life that we we ourselves would never thought think that this is worth some kind of money. We would never pay for that. But people pay for crazy shit online. Like truly. And one of the, actually, this is one perspective that uh, for many can be ground, like groundbreaking. We never, like as a rule of thumb, we never perceive and build um, ideas that we religiously follow in the direction what other people value, what other people want, and how much and for what other people can pay. Those things, when you stop doing that and go directly to people and talk to them and get to know them, that's only where you will find the truth about what is valuable to them and how crazy their desires are. And then you can think of ways of how can you satisfy those desires. That's a perspective where um, 
uh, how to adapt it to a picture of not making just money, but actually adapting it to a perspective of what you love doing. So, um, as you can agree, when you have certain talents and skills, um, going into business, uh, we can be really idealistic about what we want to do. We can be idealistic about how should it look like, how much should it be worth, uh, how, how should it be packaged, uh, and we just fall in love with our creation, with our product or our service or whatnot. And what we have to understand is that there are um, a rule in business is the following. I would say that's a, that's a rule that we have to all understand that we cannot build a business ar around r romanticizing about a certain thing and that we um, are not ready to support and follow through with our own money for a period of time. So that's that's one of the rules that if you want to build something that you love, that you believe in, and you see that it should be that way, for you to be able to enter the market and sell it, market it and find clients. If you find clients, you'll be super lucky, like bam, if you if you do something that attracts attention in the right time, in the right place, you see an opportunity, you do the action and you get a hit, then what you what you've built can see light. But in many cases, when we create something that we romanticize about, we either need a lot of time and money to follow through, to actually find ways how to reach the right people, talk to the right people, communicate with the right people, do the right actions, and through time we will get seen, our product will be seen, our service will be seen, and we will start getting traction. But that time frame can take from weeks to months to years to decades. And we, ha we have to be consciously ready and for those kinds of businesses, it should be super mission-driven business where you have financial support and you will know that you won't eventually get yourself in a position where you're not able to follow through and you will be in need of money. And that's where you will start making the wrong decisions for your business, your life, and what you're trying to achieve. So you must make sure that you have a financial foundation to follow through on that idea and make a change. So if, if it's something super groundbreaking, if it's something that is super detailed or know-how or new or whatnot that the market doesn't understand yet, you will have to input a lot of effort, time and money to uh, make it important, to make it seen, to make it shine and deserve the attention that it deserves. There's another way where um, our goal is to serve and we don't go from a romantic perspective of what we believe in, uh, but we actually try to adapt it to the need of the market. And what does that mean? There's an idea that we should follow for relieving the traction 
and relieving the friction that happens uh, in, in the minds of our potential clients and our romantic views of our product. That is uh, an idea in marketing where we have to understand what our clients want and then give them what they need. And this core idea is hard to make a reality without external support, without the support of people who are not romantic about your product. Without support, you will have a super hard time to balance that thing because we we as experts especially if we are you're in a helping in a helping profession where you help others achieve something or get something or produce something in that kind of professions we can have ideas of what people need and in many cases we were taught only about the things people need and through time we start discovering what people want and usually they want something different than what they need in many cases not just many majority i would say in 90 even maybe five uh, i don't want to push it higher but around 95 percent of times people have wants and don't really need what they really need they can be not aware of what they need they can ignore what they need but they 100 100% have wants they have aspirations or they have fears that they run away from there are many drivers of their wants so our goals in building a business around the thing we love we have to understand what the client wants and when we uh, get their attention through talking about and communicating about their wants let's that that is what we call the marketing hook right where we get their attention through communicating what they want and when we have their attention and they're ready to communicate to have a conversation to listen to your message right we get them in and we talk about that want and we know that our service, our product, or our tool can satisfy their want. And at the same time, in that, we also, through providing that service or that product, uh, or through the use of that product, they will find that it also satisfies and solves what they need. So this concept where we have to truly understand when building a business around what we love and what we are passionate about and uh, the thing that we are romantic about because when we are actually using a business as a tool for self-realization, we are romantic about what we do. And we have to learn that we have to package uh, what we believe in, what we see as people truly need in their business and in what they're doing to actually achieve the results that they desire, right? We need to show them that we can satisfy what they want. And then in that process, when they say, yes, please satisfy, here, here is the exchange uh, of how I value your service and what that you're solving what I want. You will give them what they truly need 
and impact the needed things that will get them all the desires that they wish. So this concept is also very valuable in, uh, in the perspective of, um, of building a business that you like and self-realizing in business. And let's connect the two things together, right? The self-awareness part and being romantic about the business that you're building. When, when we are romantic about a business we're building, in many cases, we play through um, our core needs, desires and traumas and whatnot in that business. And that specifically can influence every single step and every single decision that you make in growing and developing that business. One of the core mindsets that is a super limiting belief when you're building a business, not a, not, um, not a, a, an agenda where you become self-employed, right? There's a huge difference between being self-employed and running a business. Because self-employed is where you're the core person that is the building, producing or that product or service. And you're selling it, you're marketing it, and you're providing it. That is being self-employed. And don't kid yourself about the idea where you think you are an entrepreneur when you're self-employed. All this solopreneurship is actually being self-employed. And that is not entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship is about solving a problem using all available resources, not just yours. And in there, there's a game, as I said in the beginning, there's your client, there's your employees, as well as you as the visionary, the strategist, and potentially part of the core that is providing or producing that product. But you have to understand that there's a big difference between entrepreneurship and being self-employed. And that is building a supporting environment around you that allows you to focus on what you're truly good at and delegates all your growth zones and what you don't want to engage into and what you're not qualified and there are much more qualified people out there to engage into that you dele delegate that to them and then that becomes a business then you become an entrepreneur and then you're able to build something sustainable that is scalable that is also a core idea that is super important to understand that there's a huge difference between that and um, when we are being romantic and we start with uh, being self-employed we are producing the thing and the service the product ourselves and uh, we are doing it uh, with our own resources we are doing it uh, in our own time with our own efforts and there becomes a level where we cannot do it alone anymore because we have to do the service 
right uh, we we produce the the product or we we have to communicate with the client that delivered the service and at the same time we have to engage into many different things such as logistics operational activities IT finances um, also what else sales marketing um, community management uh, social media and many 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 other things that um, in the modern world are a core foundation of a business and when we have so many activities and it's all on us it's super easy to lose track of what is important for you in the business it's super easy to start losing touch with what is truly important and why you started the business in the first place and that is where a shift in mentality, a shift in self-awareness needs to happen. For you to grow from a solopreneur and being self-employed to being an entrepreneur and a business owner, there should be a shift in self-awareness and bringing the unconscious uh, to a conscious level, understanding what should you be focusing on and what kind of partnerships and a supporting environment around you, you should be building for it to become a business. What kind of things you should delegate and outsource and what kind of things you should focus purely by yourself. And uh, to, let's say, lead it up to further conversations, there are tools that help you to discover that. And um, share also in the comments below under the po this podcast episode uh, or in Facebook, on YouTube, wherever you will find this recording, share with me what kind of self-awareness tools or systems have you discovered on your journey that helped you to rise your level of self-awareness and better understand yourself. And also pinpoint what exactly did you, did they give you? What kind of uh, ideas did those tools provide you with that made an impact on your business and on your life, on the quality of your life and your relationships? That's something that I would love to know. So leading up to this, I want to say that there are several systems um, and um, I'd say that every single entrepreneur i'm not talking about i don't want to go to even bigger level i believe that every single human being should know this from the start right they should be teaching that in school but let's just talk about entrepreneurship currently i believe every single entrepreneur every single leader should go through the following tools with a professional guide to really get the most out of those systems and uh, those systems are, let's start with, uh, I really like, it's a simple system called the four tendencies. It looks at the perspective of external and internal expectations and our relationships with it. The second system is uh, the Enneagram. The Enneagram is a personality typing system that looks at unconscious patterns that uh, were that build around a core need that our mechanisms our behaviors our emotional patterns our mindset our thoughts all were spin spinning around to satisfy that core need throughout the process of the first three years of our life 
and they were solidified in up to seven years, right? So from the age from uh, from birth till seven years, seven years old, our personality and mechanisms of satisfying our core needs and the relationship with all those questions, they solidified into uh, a worldview and an unconscious, what this is the core point, unconscious mechanisms of living. And uh, what do we do through a process of discovering that tool is understanding what is there unconsciously bringing it up to a conscious level and through that changing unhealthy patterns, changing uh, unhealthy patterns of behaviors, of emotions, of reactions, of thoughts, and much, much more. So that's, uh, that's some, that's, I think, I believe that this is a pivotal value that the Enneagram can bring to your life. The third tool is human design. For all the people who uh, don't believe in astrology, who don't believe that uh, we have inborn potential from uh, the day we were born, uh, those people should first look at uh, other self-development tools such as the Enneagram, the Four Tendencies, also check out Myers-Briggs and Eight Cognitive Functions that is uh, tightly intertwined inter uh, inter uh, between them two. Um, they will help to build a foundation of self-awareness and understanding what is in you um, and who you are as a being, right? And when you find those things and you do build a deeper understanding of yourself, then touch human design. Because what you will be shocked with, that's my journey. I was an atheist. I didn't believe that there are some energies around us, that there's God, that uh, there, there are creators of this, uh, this world. I believed in science. I believed in fact-based research. What changed is that I've been acquainted with personality typing tools such as the Enneagram and Myers-Briggs. That's when I first realized that there are certain patterns that are developing through life that we are not aware of and we can read on paper with a quality guide to do the test with to provide legitimate result results because if you take it yourself there's so many things that condition you to provide the wrong results that you should actually to get the most out of those systems get a guide that will help you to do the testing properly if you need assistance with that, you can connect with me. I will tell you how to do it, or I can even help you do it because I am doing it for my clients as well. But the core idea is that uh, build an understanding of what is in you, what potential is in you through those systems first. And when you do build that and read about human design and what it has to offer and what Basically, it discovers what kind of energy potential, what kind of uh, inborn potential you have by birth and where, where is it directed towards and how the external environment and people around you condition you with their own energies and other things. And when you start reading, when you first know about yourself through personality typing tools and then you start reading what you have in your body graph and human design, you'll be shocked in the amount of detail that you can know about yourself by birth that you found about yourself 
through the process of self-developing, uh, self-development, self-reflection, personality typing systems, and other developmental tools that uh, enable you through the process of uh, thought and testing to discover what is in you, you will read that you can, f so much of it is written by birth into your life that I believe that that was the shocking point for me where I saw that with my own eyes, not only on myself, but on my family members and my clients and the people around me. I was super shocked that it's legitimacy of what is in there is crazy. And it's not just that I believe, it's something I tested. I, I don't believe in systems that I cannot test with my own experience. And um, I'm a universalizer of my own experiences. And I'm um, through my profile uh, and through my talents, I'm able to go through my own experience, universalize it and share it with you. And that system, that roadmap of building self-awareness where you take yourself through uh, First, opening up your worldviews through personality typing tools, widening your perspective of what is possible and what you can know about yourself through discovering your unconscious, unconscious mind, unconscious being, and then moving on to things as esoterics and discovering yourself through other tools such as numerology, astrology, uh, such systems as uh, the Chinese ancient art of uh, typing called the Badzi, that was the ancient China when, when they had their kings and kingdoms. Uh, ancient China was built upon the systems of Badzi that uh, basically said that you were born with inborn potential and everything in life was predefined where your status your well-being your luck everything was predefined and there's this system called Batsi that I've, I've discovered and studied um, uh, that also is groundbreaking but for for you to be able to fully understand that system you need to invest years and years of studies to know all the bits and details and nuances of that system. That is why I've touched it, but I don't use it in my practice with clients currently because uh, in the future I will be looking to build that university, to build that team of people. And one of those people on that team will be a Badzi expert because it's the, the ancient wisdom of the Asian cultures is groundbreaking for the modern world and how much can we actually get from there in terms of self-awareness and self-perception and much much more in terms of self-development that is crazy uh, but I focus currently on two tools it's the Enneagram and uh, human design as the foundations that let's say must know foundations of self-awareness that I believe once you truly know the details of your personality through them, you will save not months, not years, but decades. I mean decades of self-development, of building self-awareness, on coming to a level of conscious life that others strive towards and rarely achieve in their 50s and 60s and 70s. 
going through those tools and investing around two to three years discovering what they hold in themselves for you to know about yourself, it will change every field of your life. It will change your self-perception. It will change your journey because it will lead you and direct you into what is your authentic journey. It will change your relationships. It will increase the quality of your relationship. It will increase the quality of your life. It will increase your successes in your personal journey and in your business journey. It will improve the relationship with your parents, with your kids, with your spouse, with your partners, and much, much more. The, the level of influence that you can get from studying those tools to build your self-awareness, I just cannot phrase it right enough. Or like, this is what you will find through practice. I, I just... Through this conversation, I'm not able to deliver you the core takeaways and their influence on your life to the magnitude and the influence they will have even in the first several months of diving into those knowledges. I've, um, I've developed a, um, a journey, what I call building a personality profile, that I take my clients, um, and I love it to do it at the beginning of coaching, where first, we, before we make major plans for life, before we start striving towards obtaining desired goals, we need to start with building a self-awareness foundation and personality profile was the, the personality profile course that I was building um, and uh, I'm still developing to this day is all about building the foundation of the mentality, of the emotional intelligence, of self-awareness as uh, one of the cores, core aspects of emotional intelligence and as well as discovering your inner self through different personality typing tools and understanding who is the authentic you, like digging up what is your authentic way of being, of making decisions, of uh, much, much more. Like there, the spectrum of studies that we can potentially dive into can take uh, all the way from a three-hour session to plus minus from three to five months of studies on a weekly basis, just diving into you, into all that it is you, right? And uh, that is what I love to discover. And that is the journey that I've been on myself. And that is the journey that I want to share with others uh, to help them go through their own self-awareness building and discovery journey. That, that is one of, uh, one of the core missions that I am on. That is why 
I am working with people. That is why I am creating the community I am creating because I believe that every single person, especially uh, an entrepreneur, because why I especially want to focus on entrepreneurs because they are the ones that are out there to solve things, to make impact, to make a change in this world. And through working with them, we have the potential to make a huge impact on the world. And at the core of that impact, is the self-awareness and authentic way of being of the and each entrepreneur in our community that is what i want to strive towards and that is what i want to build and um, i would like to finish up today's session with this idea if this is something that resonates with you if you would love to dig deeper into building that self-awareness understanding your authentic self uh, focusing on what truly matters to you in your life in your life priorities in your business priorities in your uh, understanding how to formulate what you want to achieve the correct way that will be in line with your values your purpose and your mission and everything else if you want to understand what kind of tools and how to use them to build that self-awareness as well as understand how can you create a supporting environment around yourself uh, that will support that journey i invite you to sign up for the upcoming five-day challenge that uh, where you will have full access to me and together we will go through a series of tools that I have prepared for you with homeworks and uh, there we will create a, a really nice focus for the upcoming year in terms of what are your priorities properly formulate them eliminate anxiety around the goals that you will have build out a framework of how to properly achieve them set up goals into diving deeper into uh, self-awareness building into learning and other important aspects of your life as well as you'll be doing that in a community of like-minded peers and like-minded entrepreneurs and you will have my full support and guidance to build that focus to build that vision and uh, from that we'll see how can we unite through that community to support each other and make our authentic being shine with the support of the community with the support of each other so i'd love to hear from you what insights did you get from today's conversation um, what triggered you what ideas got you what kind of insights what kind of inspirations did you bring out from today's ideas and conversations share with me in comments uh, on YouTube on Facebook write to me directly I would love to engage in the further conversations around these topics um, I would love to help you uh, and guide you to understand what next steps would be right for you in the direction of building of uh, self-awareness so you can write for that to me directly and uh, yeah let's build everything that is needed to make the next year as successful as it can be 
uh, through joining our forces. So I'll be waiting for you in the five day challenge that is coming up on the 15th of December and um, looking forward to continuing our conversation. Talk to you next day. Bye.